So, Anne, last week, or last couple of weeks, then two weeks ago, we spoke about your way of getting around the apocalypse was to shove Toblerones up your asshole. Wait, no, I got it wrong. That's pointy and horribly dangerous. Your actual way was you were going to satiate the king of the apocalypse. Sate the king. Sate the king of the apocalypse and his sexual needs by offering up your juicy, clean asshole. This week, new question. Hmm. Giant ants have taken over the planet. We are... For all intents and purposes, they're slaves, but inefficient slaves. They do it more to punish us than they do to actually build things. What are the EDF doing? Essentially, yeah. No, what, what are, are they? Sorry, EDF sorry, doing? sorry. I thought you meant what the EDL are doing. No, they're not building a stupid army. No, sorry. The EDF don't exist. The Earth Defense Force exists. The Earth Defense Force doesn't exist in this world. But, but you and a small group of people have discovered a, a weak link in their army. There is magnifying an, glasses. No, no. I mean, that's a good one, but no. There seems to be a dim-witted, in-the-wrong-place ant voiced by someone who sounds very much like Woody Allen. How are you going to get yourself out of this this apocalyptic slave scenario using that information? The thing is, there's more of them than there are us. Yeah, there are. Yeah, that was the whole point of ants. Well, that's that's a fact you're stating now, is there are more of them than there are of us. But there's not more of these giant ants. And when I say giant, I want you to understand, they're about our size. But they have relative strength of an ant of that size, so much higher than a human strength. Um. But you have found a weak link. There is one that's questioning his... It's, it's essentially there is an ant in the world that is aware oh. of its own existence. Murder him and wear his body as a carapace. All right, well, that's better than my idea. Oh, right. My idea was I was going to try and breed with him and see if maybe somehow a male ant can become a female ant. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, eventually, something's going to open up, but I don't think that makes them a female. Especially not the hole that I would have to really work with. Because that'd just be a bigger butthole, really, wouldn't it? Mm, you, sure you wouldn't just live out your honey, I just want the kids' dreams. Look, look. <clears throat> I'm not emotionally stable enough to talk about Auntie right now. Mm. Let's not start making jokes about one of the most wonderful creatures ever to grace our screen. All right? What's wrong with Auntie? No, straight away, tell me what you... You, right now, defend your opinion of Auntie. I don't care what it is. What's wrong with him? There's nothing wrong with him. All right, then. Why would there be? Welcome to Chris Apocalypse. Uh, episode 74? Sure. 73 sure. or 74. It's one or the other. Um, my name's Matt. This is Ant. See what I did there? See what I did there? Ant, you'd be king, because you're an ant. Oh, right. Way! I would have... See, that was the whole point. You meant to say I'd use my name to gain mm. and carry favour and be like, I'm actually one of you. All right. But you just, you're not imaginative enough in these situations. Well, I probably already figured that out. You probably already figured that out. Is that is that your way of getting... Oh, fuck it, I don't care anymore. All right, All right. so... Every couple of weeks, we review stuff and things that we've experienced over the course of that period of time. Um, usually games, films, music, food. Wearing ants, carapace <laughs> as armour. Carapaces. Mm. Carapaces we've been. If you get a magazine, you can wear it on your back like, like a carapace. You can. Mm. You know, in zombie films, I don't know why they don't more often use magazines to create some sort of body armour like a carapace. You could hold it to your face like a trunk. One of my favourite kids' movies is, Tri- is Bridge to Carapacia. Anyway. <laughs> Who's first, Ant? You. Oh. Yeah. Have you got your list? 
Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna whip it out. Yeah. No, you're gonna text someone. You can't you fucking hipsters today. What? Can't get off your phone for two seconds. Don't worry, you're gonna love what I'm gonna review first. Alright, okay. Okay, so today my first review is gonna be the game that everyone's talking about. Fortnite Battle Royale. Well, that's going to be my first review. Well, that's fine. You can review it after everything. No, because it's pointless. Well, no, it's not. We'll give your opinion at the end of this, then. It doesn't really count now, does it? I've got to come up with something else. Well, you've, what have you been playing on your Switch? Yeah, All that's right. one thing. Okay. Got another thing over there? One thing. On there? I barely played that Battlefield 1. Oh. Don't throw a strop. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Fortnite Battle Royale. It's a free-to-play version of... Well, it's essentially like a free-to-play version of PUBG, isn't it? With less stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's more like a, more like an uh, Overwatch skin. So everything's a bit cartoony. And there's building. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a lot. It's a fun game. It's free, which is always a bonus. And uh, lots of people are playing it. Can't help you on there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people playing it. And uh, yeah, for the most part, it was very stable. It was very fun. Um, there's been a little bit of rubber banding here and there. But I think that depends on who the host is, doesn't it? Yeah, yes. And all in all, um, yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot. It's a genius move on their behalf, isn't it? Let it go early. Be like, here's this mode we've made very quickly in Fortnite, which is a game they've been producing for years, since like 2013. They probably made this mode in a Fortnite. They probably made this mode in a Fortnite. Um, But all in all, like, it's free. This is a thing that I'm finding most incredible about this, because it's it's a good product. It's not like some cheap, nasty thing that someone's just trying to give out. It doesn't feel that way. Well, the actual Fortnite game's not free right now. No, you have to pay to be part of it. Yeah, you've got to do the whole... You know, founders, Early tier, access. bollocks. Early Get off your access. phone. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, all in all, all in all, it, it feels very much like a AAA game. Yeah. Um, they're adding bits and pieces, vehicles and extra weapons and skins. and. I don't know about vehicles. I haven't said if they're adding vehicles or not yet. The map's not massive. No, it's not. It'll get bigger. They'll make bigger ones. Once they've got vehicles, they make the map bigger. Once everyone, like, you know, starts playing that more than the actual game. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, they've had one million, one million um, unique, unique players. Yeah. Which is just, you know, it's 12.5% of PUBG's audience. Yeah. Because they've got 8 million. Is it? Yeah, 8 million. Um, and PUBG's only on PC yeah for now yeah. for now um, but they've beaten PUBG too haven't they I mean look you, and yeah. you've also also did you hear they accidentally turned on cross console play yeah. so people were on the PS4 were playing with people on the Xbox One nice for four hours nice the other night and, uh, and I think that's pretty cool that that, that, that can accidentally happen because mm. that just means that we're going to be able to play between consoles soon They'll just turn it on eventually. They've shown they can do it. There were no issues. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Exactly. <laughs> Except for being fucking spoil sports. Yeah. If they're so worried about like usernames and stuff like that, just turn off the chat so that you can only speak over headsets. You can't really use chat on the console version, can you, I don't think? Yeah. No, I pressed the button. I couldn't get anything to come oh, up. Oh, maybe not, maybe not yet then. Not on console. I was using yeah. it on PC. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's, it's really, really good. It's free. I, I'm not going to give it like an actual rating rating because it is free. And also I feel like Ant's going to believe his opinion is more valid than mine. So I'm going I'm to yes. let you take it away, Ant. Well, that was going to be my first review. Well, it? review it then. Fucked. Fucking donkey raping shit eater. Right. Um. Oh, surprise, surprise. I play Battle, Battlegrounds Fortnite. <laughs> Battle Royale. Yep, yep. That's the name. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty straightforward and simple. There's been um, like there's definitely like people who play the actual proper Fortnite game are more used to the building system in it because mm. it's a bit clunky and awkward to use. Even on PC, I found it tricky. Yeah, found it a bit easier on console. But oddly um, enough, yeah, because it's like yeah, less. It's, it's all about one button. Yeah, but I, I got into a whole bunch of kerfuffles on the PC version trying to build walls quickly and. Things like that. Mm. To be honest, I just barely bother. I use them to get to places most of the time. I like build up a ramp or something if I want to get to something. And That's what I did. Yeah. But, um, so, right, it must be kind of a shame, though, for the developers having worked ages on that PvE zombie, you know, tower defence sort of game mm. they made, and then only have this free mode they cobbled together become the, you know, the, the, the reason to play it. Mm. Must be disheartening. <laughs> I mean, is it disheartening or is it encouraging? I don't know because it's it'll free be advertising. I'm sure they've probably picked up some more people buying the founders pack thing yeah. because of it. But the main game's nothing like that. The main game's a horde, a horde game, basically. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, it's you can build fortifications. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a bit odd though, but yeah, it's all right. I found that like I'm just getting slaughtered on it a lot. But when I was playing in the group, it was a lot easier. Yeah, I was playing in a group on PC. With uh, some of the guys from Charge Shot, and you know, we got down to the last few a few times, and then died a lot. Do you have to drink out of a bottle like a fucking heathen? Yeah, I do. It's disgusting. I know, right? Jesus, and burping. But yeah, we survived to the last few a few times, and when you get down to the last few, that's when everyone starts really building stuff because you know you're down to a, an area where it's not gonna suddenly being validated because that happens quite often if you start building anything at the start you know the ring's going to form around you and you're going to have to move it's very unlikely you've landed in the spot where it's going to you know stay safe but um, it's alright it's kind of weird though if one keeps like because Blue Hole didn't they they complained about it and yep. so they were ripping them off and all this sort of stuff and like for a start your genre is called Battle Royale so it's not incredibly original obviously based off the game Hunger, film Hunger Games yeah yeah but friggin' well, or Battle Royale. I never heard of it. Um, there's also like the Cullen existed like about a year before. Yep. Um, Battlegrounds came along, and the Cullen is not as many players, but it's a more in depth. Like it's a pretty in depth. One of those games. Yeah, I would like, say the Cullen is more fun than PUBG. Yeah, I like I like the whole crafting thing in the Cullen where you're making your weapons. Yeah, I like that whole aspect of it. Even if you're like you start off with bows and arrows and stuff like that, and then poison tip darts and all this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, the Cullen's quite a quite a fun game. I need to get back to that at some point once it's a bit more fleshed out. I'm going to play it a bit more. Yeah. But um, I've been hearing the PC version of Battlegrounds has got like friggin' adverts for VPNs appearing in it and stuff like that. Like, do they not have enough money to run the game? No. It's like thirty quid, isn't it? And they've sold eight million copies. They they need to. Get the VPN adverts. Are they going to get those adverts for those? You know those like the website games with the friggin' 
scantily clad ladies and you click, and you go and play the game and it's some friggin' farm game. Do you remember those adverts? Yeah. Where it's all like, come hither, my lord, and all this sort of stuff. And didn't they... What's that one that got friggin' the model? One of them got Mariah Carey, didn't they? To advertise, and it was another bloody oh, Clash of yeah, Clans. Oh, yeah, one of those fucking awful Clash of Clans games. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what Battlegrounds needs to do. Just get more of those adverts in there. Let us share on Facebook to ask our aunties to join us in on Battlegrounds or something. I don't know. Fortnite's free, so you've got no reason to not try it. Yeah, exactly. And if it's yeah. something you like, if you want to support the people, you can just buy the... Yeah. Just buy the actual thing. Yeah. I'm sure when the game comes out, they'll have, like, unlockable customization. They said they're going to do customizations for the characters and stuff like that, so I imagine that's the thing. But maybe they're not launching that until it goes free anyway. Maybe. Right? Which makes sense. Well, yeah, you've got to, like, you've got to open up the revenue streams once it's free, don't you? Mm. Yeah, I saw um new trailer for W2K18 today for the story mode, and there was a section that showed loot boxes being opened. Jesus fucking and I'm just like, no, not again. No. Last year they had, like, all the unlocks in the game use these VC points, but you couldn't buy BC- VC points. They were just, like... You earn them from playing the game. Yeah. So I guarantee this year's one you're going to be able to buy them. Yeah, almost definitely. Or buy the Accelerator Pack for $4.99, which lets you unlock everything instantly. You know what I've got stuck in my head? Herpes. The Castlevania 4 theme song. Mm. Don't know why. The one that goes, Castlevania, it's Castlevania 4, we're going to kill some vampires. That no. one. No. That's how it went. It was no. really ahead of its time on the SNES. I think you've got the lyrics right, but you're saying them wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's your new version box. Anyway, um, yeah, sorry. Continue so, on. Battle Royale, it's, it's alright. It's alright. I like I the really glowing like weapons when you I pick them up. I really like it. Yeah. There's a couple of issues still with just, like, reactions to you doing stuff in the game. Like, there's always a bit of lag to some mm. to bits. Yeah, when you change weapons, especially. Yeah. When Whenever I switch to um, use a health potion or something, yeah. I'd fire a shot off, which is very inconvenient in a game where people here can hear guns yeah. firing. But, uh, but, you know, they're getting better. Yeah, getting better Paul and I had a weird bug we kept coming across where you're walking along and you can hear bullets whizzing past, like the, that noise. Mm. But there's another one around. Like, we're just going everywhere. And Paul's like, a, you know, Paul was saying it first when he was watching me mm. after he had died. And I said it after I was, and I noticed it after I was watching him and I was like, mm. oh, shit, yeah. It's just like constant, just pew, 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 like that. Weird. But, uh, it's, um, so it reminds me a bit of like, um, the look of it reminds me of Battlefield Heroes a little bit. Yeah. Which was an underrated game. You should have got more respect, that game. It was fun. It was only out for like a little while, wasn't it? Yeah, it didn't last long. It was. It didn't know what I think they tried to market it as a new Team Fortressy thing when it wasn't. It was pure battleground, just third person. Mm. I, I enjoyed it. I worked on it for a bit, so maybe I'm a bit biased, but... Probably. <laughs> it was all right. Anyway, you review your second thing. All right, my second Cunt. thing is a Netflix series called Cunt. No, sorry, it's called The Good Place. Oh, is that the Ted Danson? Yeah, it is. I love Ted Danson. This is like a little secret about me. I mean, Ted Danson looks like, like Mr. Freeze in Gotham. I like Ted Danson. I do. I like him a lot. He... I don't know what it is, but it's something about a man in blackface. Do you not remember Ted Danson went to... Whoopi Bo- when he was dating Whoopi Goldberg, All right. he went to her like Hollywood Bowl celebration in blackface. Oh. Yeah, because Ted Danson was once a comedian and did... Subversive things, I guess. Whoopi Goldberg's a lesbian now, isn't she? I don't know. That's the sort of thing that would probably, probably push you over the edge. Yeah, but Ted Danson seems to be doing okay. He did the series Bored to Death. He did two men and a little, three men and a little lady, and two, three men and a baby. Oh, mm. I keep killing one of the members of it. Uh, but also, you know, Bored to Death was a recent series he did, and I really liked. 
And then, uh, do you not remember that? D- Jason Schwartzman and Zach it. Galifianakis? Didn't watch it. Did you not watch it? It's very good. I it recommend had Ted Danson in it. Did have Ted Danson in it. Uh, but the good place he plays a malevolent being that introduces uh, Kirst- Kirsten... What's her name? Kirsten Dunst. No. Kirsten Stewart. Basically, a bunch of people wake up and they're in heaven. Oh, that's nice. That's why it's called The Good Place. And this heaven is everything they could ever want. Um, and as soon as you're in there, you get the house of your dreams. So it's exactly as you've ever wanted it. You also get get to meet your soulmate, like your actual soulmate. And you just live forever and you can fly and you can eat ice cream all the time. Do whatever you want, really. That's cool. Um, and as the story progresses, there's a bit of a mystery element. Um, since two of the characters, bum bum bum, shouldn't be there. Oh. So you've got um, the main character's name is Eleanor. Um, she is she is not a very nice person, and you see in some hilarious flashbacks some of the stuff she did when she was alive. Oh. And then you've got someone named Jin Yen, who is actually uh, he's actually he's a Buddhist monk. Fingers finger V, but uh, his his natural name is Jason, and he is he's a DJ from Tampa who is just a fuck-up and tried to rob a Taco Bell-style restaurant by locking himself in a, in a safe. Um, but he got bored when he was locked in there and did a bunch of whippets, which depleted his ass of and he died locked in a safe. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny. It's got some silly moments. They try... Like, there's a bunch of stuff they've done to try and get around the fact that this is more of like a... It's not a late, late evening comedy show, so there's not a lot of swearing. Mm. But because they're in the good place, instead of swearing, they just say fork or shirt. So there's a lot of forking shirt balls and stuff like that. Um, Adam Scott has a cameo in two episodes. He Why plays is a, he in heaven? He's not. He plays a demon. Oh, that's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and he is hilarious. Mm. He is just basically an asshole, And it's nice to see Adam Scott be a charming arsehole. They should make it like the... Like spin-off show. That was that other one. Your sweet ass going to hell or whatever it was. Oh yeah, your pretty ass is going to hell. I love that yeah. series. It's really a spin-off of that. Yeah. Like yeah, all the D- yeah. Well, that that is a lot more graphic and violent than yeah. this could get away with being. But it's great. And Scott is like, he is like, oh, you're a mess. Let's just bang it out. And she's like, no. And he's like, he's like, you sure? Because I'm getting a vibe off of you. Like a, you say no to me, and I just take that as yes. That's the sort of vibe I'm getting from you. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's good. It's great. I like it. I like it. I don't. I don't think it's the best thing on Netflix. Um, so it, I'm going to give it. And this is because is she's, it as good as Iron Fist was? It's better than Iron Fist. What? That's the best that, show on Netflix. They're saying that root canal surgery with no anaesthetic is better than Iron Fist. I like how Iron Fist had a loaf of white bread as the main character. I like how in Iron Fist, every so often, I could tell when there was a stunt double due to the horrible rubber mask they put him in and the soulless eyes I could see. No, that's that just mask. what he looks like. Oh. They have a stunt actor for no, all the him, acting they scenes. No, they in a rubber face. It's actually racist to rubber people. <laughs> they put oh. him in rubber face. Um, but yeah, I give... I give the, rubber Johnny, always getting... There you go. See, rubber Johnny always gets mm. the short end of the penis. Um, I give The Good Place a Kirsten Wig. Yeah. I, I used to hold Kirsten Wig in high regard. And then she made Ghostbusters 2016. It's not her fault. She's not really at blame for that. She didn't write it or direct it, did she? She was in it and she read the script and she agreed to that. Scripts, I keep telling you, scripts are fluid. It doesn't I matter what read, script you I get I read sent. the novelisation before the film was released. Yeah, which will be based on what they shot. The final script. 
Yeah, which isn't a final thing. They they literally will go on the set. Look, they'll ad lib a shitload of stuff, and then they'll write that into the shooting script. Whatever it was, just and bad. what they get that shooting script is what was filmed. It was bad, and mm-hmm. she was in it. And because of that, I'll never forgive her. Even though she's made some of my favorite movies, I will never forgive her. What, favorite movies of the last twenty years. Too. What? What she does a Ghostbusters two? She won't. <laughs> no one will make Ghostbusters two again. No, they need to do a sequel, and only one of them comes back. Yeah, and the rest of dead. It needs to be one of those. It yeah. needs to be in a mannequin situation where only one of the cast comes back, and it's the one no one wanted. Back. Yeah, like maybe maybe make it so that they it found it turns out that when you walk around with those irradiated things on your back, you will eventually die of horrible cancer. Mm-hmm. And the people they sub in are hor- are victims of horrible like sort of burns and stuff, and like. They're just like, I want to die anyway, but I want to die doing some getting this like rough strap them in. Yeah. Can't get any worse burns on your body than you've already got. You can't feel your spine? Great. But will they get the perfect want on? Oh good fucking god. That was that was a subplot that someone wrote and went no. You know what they we need in Ghostbusters? They through? just told Melissa McCarthy to talk, and that's what happens. That's not true. She she's, talks. She's gotta be better than that. No. She's got to be better than that. Miss McCarthy, we, someone's going to be at the door. We need to shoot a minute of you walk into the door. Say stuff for a minute. Great. There better be some wontons in this one. I don't want the soup. There's only one wonton. Just going to go hold your horses. I'm coming to the door. And you're just like, fuck, just cut to the bit where she opens the door. When did Mr. Plinkett join us? Mr. Plinkett? Yeah. I just want one fucking wonton. Where's the wontons in the soup? What's wrong with your face? Like that. Yeah. Just like that. Your yeah. review, Ant? No. Have we already signed? Yeah. Um, I spent today and a bit of last night playing Galaxy of Pen and Paper. Is that like Knights of Pen and Paper? It is the proper sequel to Knights of Pen and Paper, because Knights of Pen and Paper 2 wasn't actually made by the same studio. No, it was made it by another developer, and it was yeah. a free-to-play game. And they kind of microtransactioned the shit out of it. Um, but Galaxy of Pen and Paper is the actual sequel, because the guys who made the first one went off to make Chroma Squad, didn't they? Yeah. And Galaxy Pen and Paper is about a bunch of people getting together, playing an online RPG, like, des- you know, tabletop RPG, you know, Dungeons and Dragons RPG. Yep, pen but and paper. a chat room, but through a chat room. Okay. Yeah. It's probably less pen and paper involved. Um, you create your GM, you create your characters and all that sort of stuff, like the last one. You go on little quests and travel around and, you know, fight bad guys and stuff like that. Yeah. It's quite a challenge, quite a charming charmingly written game still does the same old uh, you know flashes back to reality every now and again when someone interrupts them mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff um, the only things I'd sort of majorly criticise the game for um, I've had some weird bugs in the game like um, I started a class based quest which was like you get a guy joins your party for this fight against a dragon and I was no way ready to fight at this point because um, I only had two guys on my team and I think it's expecting you to not do that quest until you get someone else on your team because this dragon was slaughtering us. Yeah. Um, so I didn't... You can't abandon quests as far as I can tell. Because um, this is one of the other issues is part of that thing, as far as I can't tell thing. Um, but I went and did a main quest. And when we went into the battles, the guy who was meant to be in our team for that boss battle mm. was in my squad, but in the same position as one of my other characters. And if I healed my character who was on that... Um, my guy, my character who was on that spot... Suddenly she couldn't do a move for the next turn and I had to bring up the um, strategic menu that you can bring up Yeah, and sh- um, there's a button to shift her move to another till after the enemy's attacked to delay her turn, which is, you know, fair enough because it's a way of 
you know, strategize and you might not, you know, you might want to cast a certain spell on someone after so it's not wasted Yeah. Um, on the enemy and all this sort of stuff. So then that fixed that bug, but it was kind of weird that they both stood in the same spot and he was taking part and doing hits and stuff. You can't control him, he's an NPC one. Mm-hmm. But that, that was a thing that happened. But the only other problem I really have with it is that there's not really much in a way of a tutorial at the start of the game. It just kind of assumes that you've probably played the first one. Oh, right, it so goes. it just dumps you into it. Yeah. Um, they're probably, I mean, I, I did just jump straight into the game. I don't know if there was like a tutorial quest at the start that I've skipped over and I've forgotten was Possibly. there. Um, but yeah, it just kind of like dumped me in and let you go. And the, I, the reason why I think there's not much in the way of a tutorial going on as well, back me up here. <laughs> um, I opened up, I got a loot box in one area, gave me an artifact that boosts your power. It's like an item to equip to your character as a modifier. Yeah. Um, only 6% of players have used this art, used the artifact. And it's like, it's one that, it's just a, an artifact that boosts charged weapon attacks. Yeah. So you have, you know, more powerful attacks you have. Um, so only 6% of players have used it, which makes me think either they don't know how to equip it or they don't know what it's actually, how to actually use it. And stuff like that. Mm. Maybe it's just a super rare occurrence, and most people don't have characters with charged attacks. But I do have a few with charged attacks, so I would have thought some people would have used it. But only six percent of players have used it, so it's almost one of my most rarest achievements on the game. That's weird. Um, yeah, it's a bit odd, but it is still charmingly written. If you played Knights of Pen and Paper, it still follows the same I thing. I love those games. Um, it Knights of Pen and Paper, I had a problem with whenever I shut it down on Steam, it wouldn't actually shut down. And I had to go into Task Manager and close it down through there. And That's even then, it would throw wobblies. Um, I only ever played it on my phone. I yeah, used to play it when I was That's how most people play it, don't they? Yeah, Paul's been playing on his iPad. Because hmm. um, I said, oh, we could play that on the channel. And he was like, oh, I've already got it. I've got it on iPad. I'm like, all right, cool. Fair enough. Why I wonder if it's available on Android. Um, apparently, it's only like five quid on Android, I think. Something like that. Really? Yeah, they always are cheaper, aren't they? I think it's on Android. Someone's. I... Anyway, um, so, yeah, it's like. You can even, like, there's little Chroma Squad references chucked in there and stuff like that thrown around because that was a successful game that people liked and I would like a sequel to Chroma Squad, please, because it was really good. I made my GM a Chroma Squad Red Ranger. Oh, shit, this is great. Yeah, it's really it's a really fun game. The only like, There's like, little niggles in there here and there that just Racist. bother me. Um, there's, like, space battles. you got a spaceship and it gets into space battles every now and again. You know when you travel from one location to the other, it rolls a dice and if you get a bad roll an encounter will happen. Like, you'll end up with, like, someone's holding you up on the street. Do you want to fight them? Do you want to give them the money to yeah. get out of this battle? Um, when you're in a spaceship, you might get into a space battle. And it's a really simple, like, space battle thing. Similar in simplicity to, like, how the mecha fight went in um, Chroma Squad. Squad. Yeah. Like, just a simple space battle. But it's kind of weird that the galaxy map and the space battles were all 3D models. It looks a bit weird when everything else is really nice sprite-based artwork. It sounds very weird. Yeah, they've given it like a PS1 era 3D, so it is really simple, blocky. Like the planets have like one texture that's really low res floating around it and stuff like that. And all the polygons are go-round shaded rather than like fully texture mapped or anything like that. So it still looks really basic and simple, but it's weird to have that when you could have had really nicely drawn sprite plane shuttles and stuff. Yeah. Um, there might be a reason for it. Maybe I haven't got far enough into it and there's a reason. Maybe you can upgrade your ship's look or something. But um, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm only playing it last night and today. Um, I was having a whole bunch of problems where the map kept drifting to the left, mm. which took me ages to figure out. It turned out when I moved midway through doing a mission, um, the cable from my keyboard wrapped onto my Xbox 360 pad's left analog stick and nudged it just enough 
to make it drift to the left constantly, which was making selecting stages really, really difficult to get into. But um, yeah, I, I think it's a really solid game. I will get a video done of it at some point. I wanted to play a bit of it first because, you know, just to get into the hang of it and everything. I've always one of those ones where it's better off to jump a bit further ahead than do tutorial stuff, but it turns out there's not much in the way of tutorial stuff. No, there should be. I mean, on the old ones, they took you through like, you had like a random quick start. Yeah. There's some stuff that's like, they've done little things that make it a bit obvious. Like, if you've got to go to the map or if you've got to talk to someone, the icon will light up. Um, and if it's a main quest, it'll be yellow. If it's a uh, class quest, it'll be blue. So you know you've got like, if you want to follow a different quest that you've unlocked, you can choose those and go for it. Um, yeah. You can also pick up a battle anytime you want. When you go to a, any location on the map, you can press a button to create a battle and just chuck enemies in it and fight them. So yeah, if you want to grind for XP... That's something you could do on the old pen and paper. Yeah. Notes of paper. And create your own quests and stuff like that. If you met NPCs, chuck the NPC into the quest. Chuck what planet it takes place on. Use your... um, You get reputation. and Use your reputation to create these quests. That's cool. Which is a way of earning yourself a bunch more extra XP and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I quite like how the battles work, where it's like, oh, for this quest you need to defeat so many enemies. How many do you put into the battle? That you could put loads in and have a really difficult battle and get good rewards out of it. Or you could only put like a couple in and just do it easy, you know, a couple of easy battles instead and level up a bit slower. Um, one of my characters kept has been dying at the end of practically every boss battle I've had, so she's a bit behind on leveling now. Yeah. Which isn't helping, but um, I'll sort her out. She's a good one. She's got a shotgun attack that like spreads out. So they've people. got, like, gun attacks and stuff now. Yeah, because it's like science to... fiction, isn't it? Uh... Although my main guy fights with a monkey wrench, one of my guys does. I've called him Guy. I couldn't, nice. yeah. My GM's called Chroma Red, because he's the Chroma Red Ranger. Um, my my girl with the shotgun's called Goo John John, because I thought in, you know, proper, you know, sci-fi tradition, give a female character a male name. Yep. And yep. remember, Goo John John, we must all worship Goo John John. That's he how the future us. works. Good old Gujon John. He'll get Gujons to you whether you will like it or not. He'll be outside your door and he will force his Gujons down your throat. That's always sexy. Mm. Um don't forget to, you know, add Gujon John's Gujon Poupon with it. Um Is yeah. there a group on for Gujons for Gujon John? Yeah, you think a group on you can go and get a group on for Gujon John's Gujon Poupon. Yeah. Wait, but the Poupon's on Groupon? Yeah, the Poupon's on Groupon and the Gujon John's Gujons on Poupon on Groupon. Nice. But yeah, Galaxy of Pen and Paper, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm going to play some more. I'll do a video later in the week. And uh, on Mellow Gaming, that's a channel. That's on the internet. You can check it out. I've got 349 subscribers. Anyone want to be a subscriber? 350. Boo. Back me on Patreon and maybe in January I'll get another episode done. Your review. Uh, so my next review is going to be... Um, we have another Matt's Movie Roundup. No, one yeah. review. No, because we're no, gonna we're gonna get through. No, we're no. gonna get through. No, it's gonna be real no. quick. It's gonna no, be real quick. I can't title it and I can't say what it is because there's too many things in there, and I need to say what the time code is for what review because people are going to be like, I want to hear this review. Click. Okay. All right. So one thing at a time. <sighs> if you do a big old roundup of tons of stuff, what am I going to put? Matt reviews a bunch of stuff, and everyone goes, I don't know what that Matt's is. Matt's movie roundup. Yeah, and everyone goes, I don't know what he's going to review. They could be missing a review they wanted to hear about. Alright, well I watched yeah. Gerald's game. Alright, well done. It's about a woman. She's handcuffed to her bed. Uh, her husband has a heart attack often <laughs> for a kinky game. Yeah. And she's stuck there. And she has to work out how she's going to get out of that situation. Um, We've all been there. Yeah. Um, 
there's some good bits and there's some bad bits. All in all, it's a fairly solid film. It's a Netflix movie, so if you've got Netflix, you can watch it. Um, and it's based on a Stephen King novel. Um, I liked it, but I, I I find it so hard to get excited about Stephen King books and novels and, and novels He's and a hack. films and stuff. No, it's just because there's always... He, he isn't a hack. There's a very smart thing he does in a lot of stuff where he mixes mysticism with with realism in a way that makes it so that you know you're meant to read it and and miss you you're meant to judge things differently or you're meant to judge mm. something one way and then it it completely flips and it's on another another thing altogether and that can be one of two things that can be poor script writing and just chucking everything at a wall or it could be that he intentionally leads people down those paths because he does it too often for it to just be by mistake now but he leads you to one um, conclusion, but then shows you there's another one. Um, in Gerald's game, the the lady in question, she's going through a sort of psychotic break after she realises the situation she's found herself in, and that a local like um, a local stray dog has gone into the house and it started consuming Gerald. Yeah. So it starts eating her husband in front of her. Nice. And so she spends days trapped in this bed. She's just got to find a way out, and she does little bits here and there to survive, and she works things out. Um, and there's some really well, there's some really well designed and well directed scenes of like horrible mutilation, the aid of getting out, and there's like gross bits, and there's this nice mechanic in which she has both herself and her husband talking to her, mm-hmm. almost like her because she's fractured, like mentally becoming quite fractured by the whole event. She's seeing her husband berate her. When in reality, what he's saying is leading the other person, which is an, herself, um, to conclusions about how she can survive. So talking about things like Viagra and how their relationship was strained. She thought that the use of Viagra was um, was like sort of her, what well, is his body telling him that he's not attracted to her anymore. Mm. But then it gets to the point where it's like, it always made his mouth so dry, and then she remembers there's a glass on top of the shelf above where she's chained, where there's a glass of you water. You go, oh, make my mouth dry, I'm really parched, I'm so dry, yeah, so drinks, dry. Oh, he really drinks, dry, he, really no, dry. No, no, he I literally... I a glass of water yet. He literally, in the beginning, you see him drink it and then put it there, <laughs> but I don't know if people just aren't very attentive when they're watching movies, because I sort of saw that and I went, oh, she's going to drink that at some point to survive. Oh, wow. And she does... You crack the code of how stories are done. It's not even cracking the code, it's just paying attention. Mm, well Because people don't. No. This is the thing I've realised. People don't pay attention. That's how the Transformers movies keep getting made. Yeah. People don't pay attention. Yeah, and I watch them too closely. And then I just end up wondering what anything was in that film. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Gerald's Game. It's, uh, it's definitely a movie. And uh, it's free to watch. You've got Netflix. And spoilers, no one plays a game. No fucking chess. Oh. Right. And there's a lot of weird negative connotations around people's sex lives. It seems to be that the person who directed it is of an opinion that um, they are both okay with people having like kinky sex lives and also that they don't like it. Well, she doesn't. No, she she kind of does. Like yeah, but she, that's the whole plot device. That she didn't really wasn't really into it. She kicks no, him in the no. The whole plot, the whole the point, book. like no, no. But in the film, the whole thing in the film is that he takes it too far, 
whereas she is fine with just like having her hands up in the air and things like mm-hmm. that. But it's just where he introduces. He seems to have a very. Uh, he has a fixated. He's got a rape fantasy. Yeah, there you go. That's it. No, you yeah. just fucking said it. Just come out and say it. Yeah, because that's what the thing was about. Yeah, she's not into that, and there's like backstory about why. Because of but her, she's daddy. willing to sacrifice, like you know, stuff like that, because she married a rich man, and she's like, "Is it really the relationship?" Should have not read the books. No, I haven't read the book. Yeah, what's the, the sequel to it? There's a follow-up to it. Well, there's a spin-off. Gerald Two Electric yeah. Boogaloo. Yeah, that's it. I can't remember what it was. There's another. There's another book with ties, which it's just you know because half Stephen King's books were all About tied together and Jesus in the same and universe. The clown. Hmm. Yeah, but it's you know, I'd recommend people watch it if you're into like survival movies or horror movies. It's fairly good. Um, it's just yeah, be ready for a lot of a lot of. Remember this, but I think that's that's basic cinema now, isn't it? Pretty much everything's like that. Is there like a bit where the saw music plays and you figure it all out? Um, yes. I think they should just do like a saw movie where he gets to the end and that whole bit plays and it just keeps showing whichever celebrity they got in this one getting ripped to shreds and then the main character goes oh that was nice I love this song oh sweet the music from Saw maybe I'm gonna survive this when they get hit by a car I like the bit where Chester Bennington was going to the car seat so he's dead now Pun? He's dead now. He is. Yeah. Rest Sad in enough. peace, Mike Yoda. <laughs> Mike Yoda? Um, no. Who's the one from Linkin Park? Mike Yoda's the rapper in Linkin... Rapper. In Linkin Park. <laughs> it should have been him. So, yeah. I... I recommend your game. I don't... I mean, I can't recommend it to anyone who... Who has any issue with... Um, with that sort of that sort of scenario, if anyone gets nervous or they don't enjoy watching anything where there's any sort of sexual connotations, don't watch it. But if you're into a good old fashioned, if if you want something different, watch that Italian film Irreversible. Irreversible. Oh, the one with um, Monica Bellucci. I was going to say that's a fun um, film. I was going to say who's the main character? Fuck. Monica Bellucci. No, the main character. Oh, this is the guy from Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great film. It's where he gets diagnosed with cancer. What? Irreversible. Oh, wait. No. That's why Monica Bellucci and a guy gets his face smashed in with a fucking fire extinguisher and... Oh, the rape one? Yeah. Ah, yeah, I'm thinking of a different movie. Uh, but yeah, no, I give Gerald's Game a... Justin Timberlake. Oh. It's better than anyone expected it to be when it gets up on screen, but for the most part... Does he mime to the killers? No, but for the most part, it it isn't. It's it's fairly vacuous. There's not a lot going on. It it seems to feel like everything she does is really grand, and but there's a lot of she passes out, has a dream, wakes up, it's a day later sort of stuff. Mm. And I That's kind what happens of, when you're dehydrating and dying. Yeah, I know, but you just he like he says himself in, in the first five hours, it's just like you've sat here for five hours. You're on a clock. It doesn't seem that you're. Really grasping the situation you find yourself in. Some nice scenes where she shits herself. No, Aww. she just wee herself once. Oh, is that? It? But that's that's the problem though. Like it's written by, it's directed by someone who is too too in love with the story, mm. 
and they should have made it more like a basic survival thing. It's like, imagine The Grey if The Grey was directed by Ang Lee. There wouldn't be wolves attacking people. The wolves would turn out to be people themselves. And there would be a poem about why the wolves Like in Hulk, when the giant dogs <laughs> attacked Hulk. Where the Hulk gets bigger if he gets angrier. Yeah, that's okay. But, um, yeah, like I said, it's Justin Timberlake. Huh. <laughs> Stop yawning. All right. You're putting our viewers to sleep. I'm stopping. Listeners. I'm stopping. <laughs> I'm stopping right now. Okay. Bum, 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 I'm going to change that, my ringtone to that. Awesome. Wicked. The saw. We figured it all out because you're idiots. Moment. Nice. Yep. You're done now. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, right. What am I going to review next? Janice Choplin's greatest hits. I'm going to review Golf Story. I knew you played something else. Yeah, Golf Story on the Switch. Came out this past week. It still seems weird that people say Switch as a console. Yeah, Nintendo Switch. It's a good console. It's, they released Golf Story, and it was this one that, like, I don't think they actually even got announced until a few weeks ago. I just saw it on a trailer for a Nintendo on a Nintendo Direct. I was like, that looks neat. It's like a golf RPG. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had some credit left on my account, so I was like, fuck it, let's give it a go. And it's really fun. It reminds me a lot of, like, um, Mario Golf on the Game Boy Color, which was like a golfing RPG. It, like, it took a whole... It had a storyline running through it, and it took a whole bunch of the elements of playing through golf tournaments and turned it into an RPG-based structure. Yeah. Um, But Golf Story is even more into that. There's all sorts of stuff. Like, you basically solve every situation by hitting golf balls at things. So, like, you you know, you'll wander around and someone will be like, oh, my son's out in the water and he won't come back in. He's like, oh, that sounds okay. Yeah, but there's also a giant alligator in there. So, oh, we best get him back in then. So you get him back in by hitting him on the head with a golf ball and he comes back. Um, Seems about right. Yeah, you can bounce golf balls off walls and stuff. There's like a there's a plane flying over. You can hit that with a golf ball. You can tee up anyway. You just press a button, drop the ball down to the ground, just twat yeah. it. Through the air. goes for it. Yeah, there's like little bonus holes to try and pop the ball into, let it around, and there's a story about like your this golf course that you've gone to. You, you've got a dream of becoming a professional golfer okay. when you were a kid. And like the story just casually sets up that he's basically left his girlfriend to go a dream, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like that. I'm going to be a great golfer. She's like, Jesus, you're really doing that? He's fucking off again. <laughs> um, so you head he off to a golf this course. this was over. You're, after a, you're trying to get a coach to train you. And he's like, no, man, you've got no skills whatsoever. But when you play up against his free students who are paying $14.95 for trick lessons, um, they're all you terrible. They're all terrible. And none of them can play golf at all. Oh. They're all awful. So there's something going on there. <gasps> um, and there's other golf courses. There's like eight eight golf courses you go to and the story requires you to go to them. And they're all like like an RPG. There's one that's like a prehistoric land and one's like a snow land and all yeah. this sort of stuff. Um, and they've got their own little missions going on. You've got to go pick up turtles and put them in the right places and stuff and, you know, hit more balls in holes. Um, there's little Wii Lynx golf courses, they call them, which is like small Lynx courses. Yeah. Um, I had one bug come up where I went to a mini golf course where these two scientists were trying to figure out the optimum um, path to playing through the golf course. And they, they obviously, they're terrible at it. My mini golf. So I went on there and just twatted the ball through but um, there's one of them where I hit the ball and it hit like a dressed chest of drawers that was in the middle of the mini golf course and yeah. it sort of went up into the air and it was floating above the course like you see the shadow below it like it would be if it was a few feet off the ground Yeah. and hitting the ball over the hole made it drop down to ground level so I could take another swipe at it and knock it in that's weird but yeah it's a bit of an odd physics bug because there is like 
yeah, obviously they've got some physics coding going on on this, like, you know, yeah. ball trajectories and everything. But, um, yeah, the mini golf course is quite cool. I hope there's more of them. We've only found that one. I quite liked um, smacking the ball through all sorts of stuff. It's fun. It's fun, like mini golf. More of it, please. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's really, like, a really nicely presented, full of charm. Like, um, it does that. What, there's one thing that's really bugging me. It's a tiny little design thing where a game's a pixel art game, but the text boxes aren't, text isn't pixelated. Oh, so it's just standard font. Yeah, it's like yeah. a a smooth font. It looks out of place when everything else is pixelised. I hate that shit as yeah. well. It's, it's one of those things where it just doesn't look right. You just... It probably gives them more freedom for changing the, the size of the text and all this sort of stuff. And it's probably just a lot easier to edit. Moving around, yeah. But it is a bit weird. Like, I always think you should just run a pixel filter over the text. <laughs> yeah, know? or just use a use a pixel, yeah. pixel font. Yeah, they're probably using one of the ones that's built into whatever engine they built it on, I guess, yeah. maybe. I don't know. But it's a weird. I keep seeing games doing it. It's odd. If they just um, asset, like, they just steal the assets and then use that. They shouldn't be stealing assets. They're making a professional product. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's a really smart, fun game. There's little story threads that lead through from when you're the start of the game when you're a little kid and you're being trained and a couple little story threads there turn up when you're an adult. Yeah. Um, you sort of get your little hints of what they are. There's <gasps> um, a story. But, yeah, it's it's good. I like it. I think it's a solid little solid little game to play. It doesn't direct you too much. It sort of tells you, oh, yeah, there's this, you got to go do this thing now. But when you get there, there's like a whole bunch of other stuff you can go and do. Yeah. Whatever order you want, and uh, get towards your goal, and sort of head off and do little challenges and putt some balls. It sounds a lot like Mario Golf for the Game Boy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, what, that's Mario Golf for the Game Boy. Yeah, Game Boy Color. I yeah. said that earlier. Oh, paying any attention? Get off your phone. You fucking hipster. Get your hair cut. I will you eventually. Bloody hippie. I will eventually. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So is that your review? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. So Golf story is good. I'm going to review a game similar to the game that Anne just reviewed. I'm going to re- review Golf Story for yeah. the Nintendo Switch. You haven't got it. What? You haven't got a Switch. Well, it's an interesting game. It's an RPG. Don't with... just review something. <laughs> I'm going to review Destiny 2 for the PS4. PS4. Never heard of um, it. Destiny 2. It's follow-up to Destiny 1. Um, I swore that I was never going to buy Destiny 2 and that I bought it because I'm a dick. Uh, Destiny 1 was a game that ripped me off several times over. Fuck you, cunts. Um, basically the issue was that Destiny 1 there were two versions on release there was a standard and then there was the ultra deluxe 100 pound digital edition yeah. and I had been told that this was going to be the future of gaming and everybody was going to play it so I bought the 100 pound digital edition you idiot um, and it came with season pass and all this other shit and then what happened after a year they announced another season pass and then what happened after the first new map pack was released Basically, all the functionality of the previous map packs disappeared. You couldn't change levels. You couldn't do any of that shit anymore. You just had to play basic. Like, you had to play each of the levels at that basic level they started at. And then you could go hard, which would just increase it by two or three levels. And that was it. Hmm. Um, and it was just kind of a piss take. Because um, it turned something that, you know, if someone spent £100 on a game, just give them the second season pass. They've already paid for it. Yeah. That's the fucking point of doing that. Season passes are a cancer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was gonna, I wasn't gonna buy Destiny 2, because I know what's gonna happen. The same thing's gonna happen again. If I don't get the season pass, or if I don't buy the content, then after a year, it's gonna just make it so the game's essentially useless. Hmm. I'll just have to play the basic missions at whatever level they were at, or I would have to play Crucible all the time, and Destiny's not really about multiplayer for most people. Not in that sense, anyway. It's not competitive Crucible multiplayer. It's all about 
community plays hmm. and jumping in. And uh, so far, Destiny 2 has been better for that stuff. They've added some personality into it by getting um, actual actors to play roles. So you've got... Like Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage was a bit soulless, is the problem. <laughs> you got replaced so with Nolan North. You got replaced with Nolan North. They should replace um, Nolan North with Troy, with, um, Troy Baker. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, for a laugh. But, um, but the new one, it's good. It looks great. It looks incredible. I've really enjoyed the parts I've played so far. I am starting to feel the grindiness. Yeah. Hooray. It's Destiny for you. It's an MMO. It's a memorial picture. Yeah. You've got to have a grind. I do like the fact that community events now feel a bit more organic. Yeah. So, like, you'll be doing a mission. As as what happened right before the podcast, I was doing a mission where I had to find a way to defeat these robots that had this this shield that, that just absorbed damage. It was immune to any type of damage. And it turns out you had to get a buff from, like, these light pads in the floor to go and actually, put, like, cause damage to it. But the fucking thing... As soon as as soon as the community event started, this spaceship comes down, lands on the light pad, so I can't actually touch it to get the buff. So I can't kill this robot. So I've got to take part in a community event to try and help people. This fucking robot's chasing me, and then it's chasing the other players trying to take part in the community event and killing them as well. Nice. Because it's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> no one can kill it because we can't get the light pad that would give us the buff. So we have to try and get through the community event and then get the buff and then kill the robot that's been killing everyone. And it was pretty fun. Nice. It was really fun. I was hoping, because there's a, the, the drilling machine that comes down that you sort of, you're trying to stop from drilling, basically. You're trying to reset it. Um, when it comes down, it has like a, has like a satellite in the air where it's launched from. Hmm. And that fires projectiles down to the ground to try and kill and defend, well, try and defend the robot and stop anyone from destroying it. Um, and as that was happening, I was actually just like, just like, oh, fuck. All right. Well, hopefully this will damage the robot. So I was trying to lead the robot into the, into the fire. And he just kept, like, getting immune. Come up, I was like, oh, fuck's sake! How is it immune from this? Yeah, the space station hasn't got the buff pad below it. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe no. it hasn't activated the buff. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's not, like, it's not the best game ever, nor will it ever be. It's not, you know, it's, I still, I get, I can smell it coming. I can smell the shitty little... Well, they got microtransactions up the wazoo for it, haven't they? With the friggin' shaders being one use only. And all oh that. yeah, that was that was total bullshit. Yeah. That was, um, but yeah, like that stuff. That stuff is irritating, but it's not. It's not yet at the level of the previous game, but it will be soon. They should I, operate like Overwatch, really, where it's just like all the updates are free. Support it through loot boxes or whatever. Yeah, but at least everyone gets all the maps and all the characters and you know all the upgrades and whatnot. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, so they should do it. Yeah, but they won't because yeah, they're money hungry. Division Blizzard, and they want to have another World of Warcraft. Yeah, they do. Mm. They won't ever have another World of Warcraft. No, because they're assholes. No. Well, no, just because you know people have moved on from World of Warcraft because it hasn't changed for That's years. Why Blizzard haven't? No, well, Warcraft changes all the time. It's just that people don't play MMORPGs like they used to. Yep. You know. Mm. But um. Yeah. But yeah, Destiny, it's it's a strong game. It's not the best game ever. It's going to get a... Uh, God. It's going to get... Stop playing on your phone. Concentrate. A, oh, God, it's really hard to come with a, come with a decent... It's going to get a... He's putting all this silence in there. In it's going to the get Catherine podcast. Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow, who yeah. isn't an actor. 
There's your director. Yeah, but your rating system is meant to be about actors. Oh, is it? Yes. All right. Well, thanks for telling me that. Next time I remember it when I'm rating something with my own opinions. Jesus fucking Christ. How dare. Uh, I came up with this rating system. Mom. You did on the fly and I've yeah. uh, it's evolved beyond what you knew. Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. We're going to go for the other J- James Cameron wife, Linda Hamilton. T- wait. Terminator lady. She fought a Terminator. Good old James Cameron. Do you know he directed Titanic? If you haven't seen Titanic, he'll make you watch it. And then he'll make you talk about it afterwards. I don't want to watch Titanic. So I what's your reason for your rating? Movie. What? Catherine Bigelow? Yeah. Go on. She directed Hurt Locker, and she directed um, Point Break, just to, you know, she's a pretty good director. She's a great Hurt director, in fact. She, Hurt Locker is great. I really no, like Hurt Locker. No. No? No, it bothers me. Oh. Not good. <laughs> well, I really liked it. I really like her movies, so I hate her heart rating. Oh, yeah. She's pretty high up on the standard of She directed uh, Blue Steel. Wait. The one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I thought you meant the one with Richard Pryor. What? Richard Pryor? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was, was it Blue Steel? What's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis as the cop? I can't remember. Cagney and Lacey? No. Get off your phone. All right. Can't concentrate. I'm going to confiscate that soon. No, you're not. I will. No, I will confiscate not. it. Should I do another review? No. Okay. You're done. That's your fourth review. I watched a film. I don't care. Called literally right before Aaron, and it was fucking awful. Good. It's like a really poorly made version of Fifty uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Fifty Days of Summer would be a short movie. Do you remember Chloe Moretz Smith? Be as much was... of a big deal. No. Do you remember Chloe Moretz Smith was in Five Hundred Days of Summer? Yeah. Right at the beginning. Yeah, she's sworn stuff. She's in a couple, yeah. in a few bits. I think she's in two scenes. Yeah, because she had to go to What school. a great movie that is, though. Yeah. Really handles the complexities of human relationships well. But the uh, film, literally right before Aaron, does not. Okay. It is the millennial romance. But you just reviewed Destiny. That was your fourth. It was, yeah. And final review. Yeah. I right. mean, right before Aaron is like an Adam Sandler. Okay. Right, so you're just squeezing in another review. Don't know why I can stop playing with my phone. Right, well, obviously I'm about to start talking, so a plane has started flying over. What? Well, yeah, at this you moment. are you are commander of the skies and your own worst enemy. Hmm. I'm like the kid from Mysterious Cities of Gold, but I can't control the sun. I can control planes. I was going to say you're like you're like John Travolta from Phenomena, a closeted homosexual that has psychic powers. Phenomena. Can I be Mike John Travolta from Michael? You can. You can be John Travolta from Michael. Awesome. I don't know. I think I only went for Phenomena because it was on the other day. Ah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't go to a massage parlor. <laughs> oh, gee, said. Wasn't there video? Wasn't there apparently yeah, video of that? Video. I can't remember. Apparently there was a video and then John Travolta put the body of the man who shot the video in a sofa and jumped up and down in front of hundreds of people and there were no witnesses no jumping up and down on sofas is just a normal thing for Scientologists they love to jump mm. up and down on sofas right. Have you? are you going to review the SNES classic no I'm going to review no. Star Trek De- Discovery I almost oh. said Destiny because you reviewed Destiny <laughs> Star Trek Discovery or STD 
Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I want to make it known that that joke existed long before Red Letter Media did it. We figured that out ages ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Star Trek Discovery is a new Star Trek series for the modern age. Because you can't really do, like, you know, conflictless Star Trek. We're going out to explore the world and solve these, you know, racial mm. issues that are just kind of vaguely... You've got to deal with bigger things. Um, and, like, the pilot was on last week, two episodes, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was really freaking good. I really enjoyed it. It was, um, you know, very much a Battlestar Galactica-style tone. Very... Do you watch and Humans? No. Is that on now? I think so. Oh, I've heard it's awful. Yeah, so uh, it looked awful. I, mean, yeah. I don't know why anyone thought it looked good. No, I didn't. It looked terrible from the start. Um, but no, they this one it's like basically set uh, ten years. Well, I suppose it must be about ten years before Kirk for the original series and all that. So and then why have they got all such futuristic stuff? Because it's already set in two thousand and something, like twenty one something. It's still. I don't know why they didn't go retro. This is after re- this is after Enterprise. Have you watched the, have you the watched series. the new film it's all a series by Seth MacFarlane called Orwell no, The Orville. Orville The Orville Yeah no not yeah. yet No No Cuz I reckon that's probably going to be better than Star Trek Discovery no, I like Star Trek Discovery Tell me your opinions of Star Trek Discovery That's what I'm trying to do Okay If you would stop interrupting and planes would stop flying over What is the difference between The Orville and Star Trek Discovery I don't know I haven't watched The Orville don't care Star Trek Discovery You don't care about Seth MacFarlane I thought it's, you were a big fan Chill up he's a twat there's new series, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's about the start of the Klingon War. And the first officer who kind of sort of accidentally started it. Look, I know she likes me, but she's not that clingy. No. She's called Michael Burnham. <laughs> Michael Burnham? Yep. Michael Burnham. And she was raised by Klingons, after, not Klingons, Vulcans, after some Klingons destroyed her home planet and all her family and all this sort of stuff. Raised by Sarek, Spock's daddy. Oh, there's a family member that never got mentioned before in the entire history of Star. Don't all it? of the don't Star Trek. Don't all of the uh, Vulcans don't they live really long? Vulcans do. She's not Vulcan though. She's human. She's human, but she she's only gonna live like two hundred years. But all the no, she'll live the same length as other humans. Yeah, like two hundred years in the Star Trek universe. Uh, it's like Lord of the Rings. By the next generation, no. there's like some really old humans. Yeah. but but it's like it's like um, it's like Lord of the Rings rules. You know how like Aragon is three hundred fifty. That's nonsense. And like, dildo is like yeah, that's Lord of the Rings. In Star Trek, that's not a thing. Dildo tea baggins, tea baggins. Yeah. But anyway, stop interrupting. I'm confiscate you. No, don't. Oh. No, you're not allowed to take my phone. I'm behaving myself. You're not. I'm not going on it. Naughty. All right, sorry. Anyway, it's a beautifully made show. Looks freaking stunning. Like is it in 4K? Effects works, but I don't fucking care. No one cares about 4K. I wonder if it's in 4K. Get off your phone. Get off your phone. I can't even check if it's in 4K. But anyway, they find a weird thing out in the middle of space, and they go up to it, and no, they go up to this thing, and they can't scan it. There's some sort of field around it. Okay. And it turns out it's like obviously it's a trap. There was a Klingon on it, and she thought she got into a fight with him in the spacesuit and accidentally killed him Mm. with the bat left. Or whatever weapon it was, he was. I don't think he was using a bat left. Might have been a cut left. Was he trying to kill her? Yeah, he just sort of turns up and he's like, Rah, and then, Wah. and then she's like, I defended myself. Yeah, but you know, it's a very tense time. Klingons basically feel that the Federation shouldn't have this bit of space; it should belong to them. It's the days before the neutral zone existed. In this Star sounds Wars. like it's very politically driven. This is based on the yeah, current Star Trek run- is all the time. So this is based. This is based entirely on the current presidential. No, no situation no, in America. No. Are you sure? Not at all. 
Because it sounds like the Klingons have land and they don't want people to come to their land. And but if they come to their land, they're going to try... This will be the war that established the neutral zone, which is a thing in Star Trek where along the borders of any um, space that they're technically at war at, mm. there will be a neutral area space. If two ships fly into it, they can fight each other. Won't start a war. It's neutral. There's no political allegiance in between those zones. So if the Federation enter a neutral zone, they are open to being attacked and they have to understand that's a thing that will happen. But before then, it didn't exist. And the Klingons were all like, this is our territory. So wait, isn't that just like... You're getting off topic. I'm trying to review Star Trek oh, Discovery. Sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. God. All right, so Klingons. Right. So They start, cling on to things. There's a big Klingon and he's like, our race is being like corrupted by all this Federation nonsense. Let's fight back. So he wants to start a war. That's okay. his whole purpose. The beacon thing he put there says Federation would come Does along he have and a discover big face? it. And then his spaceship turns up and he calls all the other Klingons to him, the 24 leaders of the council. Who sleeps and with one of them Klingons? doesn't want to agree with it. One of them doesn't want anything to do with it. And he goes, and all the other Klingons are like, yeah, start a war. And then. Start a nuclear war. Yeah, like Electric Six did before yeah. they became dance commanders. So Riker Shut had up. sex with Shut a lady. Up. Nothing to do with Riker. Oh. So then there's like. Was he a colonel? No. Admiral? No. Who's, what rank was Riker? Commander. Commander Riker. Yeah. But anyway. Commander fucks everything Riker. So all this stuff happens. She mutinies. She feels she has the best course of action to deal with the Klingons, okay. which is to hit first. You know, yeah. strike first. Let them know who's in charge. Mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh doesn't. That's her, her officer. And the whole thing happens. She mutinies. They go on board the Klingon ship eventually mm-hmm. to capture the leader of the Klingons. In the process of the battle, Michelle Yeoh's character gets killed and Michael kills the Klingon responsible instead of taking him captive. If she had taken him captive, then the Klingons would have been like, okay, you've got control, fine, whatever. Yeah. But He's instead- brought shame. His actions has brought shame on us. Yeah. And she kills him. And that starts the Klingon war. And then <gasps> the third episode starts off six months later. She's been court-martialed for life imprisonment. But then, but then, Bruce, Bruce Greenwood... Bruce Greenwood's Green- not in... in then Chris Pine no. listens to no. Sabotage. Shut up. Shut up. Okay. Right. So six months later, she's yeah. been transported to a new prison facility. Okay. A mining facility, right? And their shuttlecraft, some stuff happens, some weird shit happens. Is she happy? And they get into existence? danger. Probably not. She's responsible for the deaths of 8,166 people. Really? Yeah. A lot I mean, of people died impressive. in that battle that happened. Oh. Yeah. Like spaceships just blew up and all sorts. Huh. Yeah. But then... So like, consequences... Yeah. The third episode... Yeah, it's weird, crazy. But the third episode's like... Flying through space, she's being transferred. She doesn't know why she's being transferred. Some weird stuff happens while they're in warp. She gets transferred... Well, they get saved by the yeah. crew of the Discovery. And at first it's just like, oh, they've picked, they happen to pick them up. They have to be nearby and pick them up and it's fine. Turns out the captain, played by Jason Isaacs, wants her expertise and he's not giving her the full story of what's going on there there's some sort of the discovery is some sort of experimental vessel that's dealing with some crazy technology they're trying to basically create a new way of travel it turns out she thinks they're creating biological weapons because but they're, they're actually use, creating warp speed nah they've already got warp speed at this point they're creating warp something speed beyond too. warp speed which is basically the idea of using a a living being that they're cultivating yeah. that is exists on a quantum level, so it exists throughout space okay. all the time. So the idea is that they want to cultivate these creatures to find a way to transport an entire craft from one side of the galaxy to another in seconds 
or so less they're kind of seconds. like they're trying to travel by tachyon particles instead of quantum travel. quantum travel tachyons yeah. tachyons is a time based thing quantum yeah I know, I know. yeah but like to that. travel in that sort of speed you would have well, to technically they're not even travelling at some sort of speed they just exist somewhere else that's the idea Spoilers so, for the end of the episode because that's what they reveal towards the end. So when it comes, but there may to, be more to it than that. So you see, you you say they just happen to be in the area and they teleport her over. Something goes wrong, so a fly gets in the teleporter. Well, they pull the shuttle in, and then she then starts becoming teleporting. Brandlefly. No. See, you're and irritating then, everyone who wants to know about Star Trek Discovery. But then Captain Janeway has sex with the boy on the planet, and they make newt babies. No. No, that never happened. No, it did happen. No, because Spock revealed That was like the it. same week the X Files showed that home episode. I don't know. Anyway. Have you seen the X Files episode? I don't home? care about that. Okay, sorry. So they, yeah, so they end up this whole storyline, one of the other Discovery style vessels called the Glen, which might be a reference to Walking Dead, seen as the main character Michael Burnham is played by Sonequa Martin Green from Walking Dead. When does the Orville come into it, though? Orville doesn't exist. Huh. So their but vessels a had a problem. They go on board the vessel. It yeah. turns into doom for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of gory deaths on board, which is quite gory for Star Trek, like mangled corpses with rib cages and bones sticking out of them and blood and stuff. And she does some smart stuff to save the crew and get out of there. Um, it's an interesting set of characters in there. There's a lot of tension because everyone sees her as a mutineer and no one in Starfleet likes her to the point where they probably wouldn't protect her if she was getting lynched or anything. Mm. So she's an outcast and all that. But the whole setup for the episode three, which is really the star of the series, because the first two episodes are like a sort of imagine as like a TV movie or something. Yeah, almost like um, the Inhuman series. No, no one's talking about Inhumans. Oh, so they just like, yeah, this is like the real start for the series, and it's all basically about she's been employed to, you know, help them solve this mystery with the creatures to enable the ability to just like pop into Klingon territory, smack off a few hits, and disappear yeah. in seconds. You know, they'll be able to move, maneuver, outmaneuver Klingons instantaneously. They'll be able to, able to outmaneuver everyone. Yeah. But they, are, they, they don't want to because transwarp drives a bad idea. Because uh, that's when you become salamanders. Yes. But anyway. People think I'm joking when I say these things. No, that but happened I in Star Trek. I kind of know what I'm talking about. When they broke beyond warp 10 in yeah. Voyager, I would say warp 10. It's like warp 10,000 if you add up the readjustments you to the You watched that video speed. the other day that talked about it. Uh, and I, was, I got a headache. No, I wouldn't understand these things. But they... You yeah. is nerd. So she's obviously going to be recruited to work on this stuff because yes. she's super smart. Vulcans, you know, well, raised by Vulcans. She's pretty clever. Um, I mean, that's, you know, that's But there's racist. more sinister stuff going on. What is the captain's true motive for this? And the whole thing with Star Trek the last few years has been Federation. Maybe they're not so good, which is kind of a bit muddy in the waters. Because mm. before it was like every now and again you'd get like one Federation officer who maybe is corrupt, like the bad guy in Star Trek Nemesis, not Nemesis, Invasion. Yeah. Or whatever one. The one with the shitty farmers and all that, and the stretching people's skin, where F. Murray Abrams got wasted. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. fuck awful. It's not as bad as Nemesis, but it's bad. It's pretty bad, yeah. Nemesis is terrible. Um, but yeah, they just this is one of those ones where it's like all the Federation is corrupt and stuff. Like Into Darkness did the whole thing with Robocop wanting to build a giant space... Battlestar I'm going to build a projector thing and it was just sort of like why I mean, the, the world's broken into Star Trek into darkness anyway because Khan teleports across the galaxy and destroys everything yeah and then they forget that film happened and they made Star Trek Beyond which was awesome good film fun film really good I liked Star Trek Beyond let's talk about Star Trek Beyond it's a hell of a lot of fun 
It is, isn't it? And also, it understands its roots, but also doesn't overplay the fact that it comes from a place... They remembered the Star Trek characters. Yeah. They actually had McCoy and Kirk in it for the first time in those new films. No, they were both in it before. No, they weren't, no. No, the people's idea of them was in it, not the characters. No. Yeah. I see what you mean. It was all like Spock's really stoic and he doesn't have any emotions until he does. This is nerd talk. Which is what happened in 2009. Yeah, and Into Darkness. But Beyond was like, he only gets emotional when he's almost dead. And that makes sense because he's going delirious. He's bleeding out. It's Klingon blood's bleeding out. That makes sense. Yeah. And that film was good. But I liked it a lot. After you said that it was decent, I didn't... I See, I was going into it a little bit worried because after... Um, after fucking um, Into Darkness, I had a lot of problems yeah, with awful. what they were doing with the Star Trek series. Like, it didn't need to be Khan. Like, that but that could have been anyone. That could have been any character from the what history of What they should have done is they should have said, one of these other pods has Khan in it. This is one of his men trying to break him free. Khan's a big threat, but you're not doing Khan then. Do you think that would have annoyed people more or less? Though? I would have been happy with it. I would have think the whole thing would have been, oh, we can't let Khan out because he did all this shit centuries ago. Yeah. And then maybe unleash him at the end. Get Sharat Khan to play him. That'd be awesome. Sanjay Dutt or something. Get an Indian to play to play the Indian character. Or get Ricardo Montalban back from the dead. Yeah. Is he dead? Yeah, he's super dead, dude. Is he? Uh, yeah. He's he good. died of he died of ape AIDS from all those films where he was fucking that ape lady. Oh yeah. <laughs> good on him. <laughs> oh, I love the old Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes movies. But anyway, Discovery, like the first two episodes are great. And it's a beautiful looking show. Like, mm. possibly one of the best looking shows ever on TV. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. It did a little thing I really like that I wish the Star Trek films would, Star Trek would do more often. Two ships meeting in space and they're not face to face, which Rich Evans then went and talked about. So that sounds like I'm just copying him. I tweeted out about that when the first episode aired. So shut up, Rich Evans. So wait, you're. Wait. It's me who likes that the ships weren't meeting face to face. Oh, right. So when they were like... They Rich Evans like ripped me off. Hovering like, hello. One's like and 40 degree angles. Yeah. Just the, whatever the ship was in the first one. Shenzo was 90 degrees. It was awesome. I believe that you like said that. it first. Because in Star Trek Next Generation, it was always like face to face 2D plane. Yeah. And it was a whole point in Wrath of Khan. I totally believe that you when thought they this were, like, first. 3D. I did. I'm smart. Yeah. smart but um, the third episode was a bit shaky and turned into doom for a bit and turned into doom for a yeah, bit I told you they went onto a spaceship and there was a monster oh was, yeah, yeah yeah you did tell me that. there's a good bit where Klingon comes out and shushes them because that Klingon just tell me to just shush me and then gets eaten um, it's ripped to shreds Oof. surprisingly violent um, Klingon blood's the right colour in Star Trek Discovery good on them what colour is that um, it's sort of like a purpley pink purpley pink yeah sort of magenta or a mulberry pink. I guess a mulberry like a mulberry. Yeah. It's entirely because when they did the CGI blood floating through the air in Star Trek VI, in Zero Gravity, it was easier to make it visually obvious if it was pink than making it red. Because yeah. if it was red, it probably wouldn't stand out so much. Um, but the third episode, yeah, third episode was a bit shaky and there was a bit too much of the whole, we're not going to tell you anything. She's like, just tell me something, yeah. Just give me anything. And then by the end of it, she gets told everything. Or oh, does she? So I think I think the whole reason there hasn't been as much of a focus on the captain... And this one is that, you know, I guess either he's going to be the villain or he's going to be like part of the whole. He's part of the uh, the main evil for the series because it's going to be a series wide bad guy, isn't it? It's not going to be a every week they have a different alien adventure. Yeah, it's not going to be that sort of Star Trek. Um, it's going to be more like I say, more like Battlestar Galactica, like an ongoing series of stories. 
with like little micro stories, but it's got a main main thread that runs through the whole thing. Yeah, which isn't bad. I think that's fine for a modern Star Trek. Yeah, I think it's fine that yeah. it, I don't understand everything having to be narratively week by week driven. Yeah, Obviously, I like episodic stuff. I would like some episodic TV, but Flash. Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, they do episodic TVs and they still have their overarching story. Yeah. Like, they're, they're sort of more the Buffy the Vampire Slayer formula, which is where they'll have a, a few episodes dealing with Baddie of the Week and then do the series-wide episode. Whereas a lot of TV now doesn't. A lot of TV now is just one story for t- 10 hours. And it's a bit it's a bit tiring sometimes. It's not just that it's tiring, it's also hard to maintain that momentum. Yeah. Like some series, you get you, you get one series that isn't as good as the previous one, and then everything and, else is marred. Yeah, look at Dexter. <laughs> yeah, Dexter like series fucking... five wasn't bad in Dexter, but you could feel the rock coming, and then from when it was like a trickle down effect. Wait, wasn't series five the one that had series five was the one with uh, what's the her face? Killer. No, that was series four. Series four was the best series, but series five was where it wasn't quite as good as series four, yeah. and then series six wasn't good, and then. It kept getting worse, and oh Just my god, it shat bad. the bed at the end. Like, probably the messiest bed shitting ever. Yeah. That was awful. Um, it was really fucking bad. Yeah, but Series 4 is amazing. And Series 5 is a good series, just not as good. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, at least they didn't deal with the books, did with the whole cult stuff. But I, cause, like I said, I see it as Star Trek, and people are worrying. It's like, oh, is Star Trek going to be like this all the time now? I said, no, because, you know, 10, 15 years from now, episodic TV will be back in fashion. You know, do you want it to be though? I'm not... I'm fine with it. It'll, it'll change. That's the thing. It'll always change. Yeah. You know, sometimes you want shows that you can just sit on and watch twenty minutes at a time and just churn through episodes. Yeah, I sometimes think, you I think that things. Netflix has kind of ruined TV in that aspect. Mm. Box, it's a box set thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the binging thing. Yeah, but that'll, that'll change gradually. Things will keep changing. The tastes will change. People will want something different from a show for a while, and then Star Trek's always changed. Yeah, like Deep Space Nine was more of a long series long story thing going on Voyager had an entire season was based on um, getting from one side of the galaxy to the other that was their whole main thread yeah. Voyager and stopping off along the way to do Star Trekky stuff but it's, it's been that... coming in like all the time it's been creeping along and it's just it hasn't been around for 12 years and now we're you skipped over the period where Breaking Bad happened yeah and now everything's going to be like this yeah but I think Discovery's good so far, the third episode was a bit shaky, but the first two were great. Where do you see it going? What's the um, what's the overall vibe? Where do you feel like this is going to develop into, or what do you think it's going to develop into? Well, from what I can understand, this is like they're aiming this as either a one-off series, or like, you know, I mean, the way I can see the plot going is that this is going to establish the neutral zones and the the new laws regarding breaking certain warp limits and stuff like that. So you think that this is... Wait, what, why they introduce that if they've got... Well, yeah. Because there's danger involved. Yeah. Bad stuff. I'm guessing that it's going to be like a drag effect. Mm. So it'll be like, oh, you've affected other time and space. There's, there's no prime directive at this point. They mentioned the general directive in the first episode, which isn't the prime directive. Yeah. Prime directive hadn't been established quite yet. And I reckon this will all lead into this. It's more like how the Federation finally became the Federation from the original series. Yeah. You know, like Enterprise was in the days where they were just basically doing whatever they wanted in that Scott Bakula series. Yeah. And it was a bit more rock and roll. And as that series went on, they started becoming more and more professional-like. But this one, I reckon, will be the one where it's like cementing what the Federation is before Kirk gets I into I kind of like the Scott Bakula series. It's all right. It ended horribly, but... Yeah, it ended with the whole 
Riker watching a hologram because Riker wanted to make it about himself, Jonathan Frakes. He gets in the director's chair, he'll make it about Riker. It's just the fact he fucked everything. <laughs> That's the best thing about him in his Star Wars days. Star Wars? Star, Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> he directed Thunderbirds. Did he? Yeah. Wait, the new one? The film. The film. That was awful. Yeah. <clears throat> that new CG Thunderbirds is quite good. The series or... The new series, yeah, the CG one they did. They made a film, didn't they, of the first three episodes? Something like that, well, you know. Yeah, I never watched it. I just fucking yeah. can be bored with but it. Yeah, Discovery. It's going all right so far. I'll revisit it when the series ends. Yeah. I think it's only 12 episodes or something. Is that all it's going to be? I think so, yeah. That seems short episodes. for a series nowadays, doesn't it? It's about normal nowadays. Mm. Breaking Bad was only ever like 10, 15 episodes a series, wasn't it? Yeah, but Breaking Bad split up that fifth series and they made it into 16, didn't they? Yeah. But they all those shows are doing that sort of thing now. How is Better Call Saul doing? Better Call Saul's great. Oh, really? Not one of the best shows on TV. I've heard good things. Yeah. I haven't gone around to watch that yet. I'm going to eventually... I think I'm going to eventually do the whole binge thing for Better Call Saul, but... Yeah. It's just... It's finding the right space in between other shit. It's superb, that show. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best things on TV. I don't doubt... I don't doubt at all that it is. I think there's probably... <laughs> it's going to be one of those things that once I watch it, I'll probably watch it again soon after. Mm. But it's just... It is... It is so much... It's so draining. I had the same issue with Breaking Bad. It was so emotionally fucking fragmented. Oh, whenever you get tied out on emotion on Breaking Bad, you just watch the Fly episode. I hate that, that episode. Resets, so that episode's much. amazing. It's a uh, great. It's a Tom and Jerry cartoon in the middle of this series. That was it's all, a bottle episode. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great episode. Fantastic episode. I hope they do one in Star Trek Discovery. I hope they do two. I'm looking forward to our next next review because you're going to have seen the end of Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's next week. On Netflix. Should we do a special little thing for the end of this season of Rick and Morty? No, fuck it. Let's not even mention it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Alright. Yeah. Well, um, I've been Matt. And you can find me at Chris Apocalypse. Have and you? you've been Have at... you been Matt? I have. You've been really? at... You can find you at... LV54 Space Monkey <coughs> on Twitter. Or... The most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube. One of... Mellow the, Gaming. One of the many Mellow Gaming channels. Yeah. The only one with my logo now, not, you know, the other one, I guess I've really shut down or stopped using my logo I made. Oh, yeah, the one that was a dick. One that stole my logo. Yeah, yeah. dick. Um, with his fucking, freaking Counter-Strike videos. So sometimes we'll do some streams and stuff. You can find out about that on our Twitters. Uh, if you want to follow us, just follow Ant on YouTube. He's probably the main person to follow. In the world, main person. Main person. A number one human being. I love burgers, fries, America, planes, jets, fly high. Yeah, America. Go, America. UK, my favourite. What? I don't know. I uh, outsourced some of our script writing to the Taiwanese. (laughs) I said just throw some positive stuff in there. (laughs) A number one. Good food. Yeah. Heart disease. Down. Nice. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. No. You know what I'm talking about. No. No one likes Celery Man. Happy face Oh, bundles. Celery Man. I know Celery Man. Can you do some Celery Man? How about a hat wobble? Can you do a flagon style? Can I get a nude tane? Hey, you know where humour happened. Microphone on. Good smiley face. Happy times. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Socks ain't cool, but sandals with socks bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to try and read one? No. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend he bad but cool cool bad yeah, yeah. alright 
I'm going to end now. Alcohol make my head hurt. Smiley face. Good time. Always rocking it. Selfie 16. 2017. You done? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, have a great time, guys. Thank you for listening. I love you. Trump fucks kids. Bye. <laughs>